did we say anything funny enough for the intro? I don't think so. You're not a very funny person. No, no, I'm really not. To me, I am. To you, you are. But that's that's what crazy people say. I'm the funniest person I know. I mean, it's not even kind of close. I'm funny. I don't want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> and everybody wants to be my friend except for you. How do you think I go to sleep at night? I don't care. I have to recite these self-help books. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I have those self-help Chick- tapes the, that you like The chicken soup for the lonely man's soul. And I put it in my. Do you remember those books? The chicken soup ones. Were those like in middle school? I don't remember. I just remember them. It was like chicken soup for blind persons. Yeah, it was just like just different. Were they like self help books? I guess I don't actually know. Yeah, that's it's make you feel better books. It was like the like the for dummies book, but for personality. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) That's a good. That's a perfect analogy. Self-help for dummies, and it's just the entire <laughs> anthology of the chicken soup. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good book humor from the fucking. Do books even still exist? I just bought a book off of Amazon. Was it a digital book? No. Ebook? I think that's what they call them nowadays. Nope, it is paper paperback. What is it? How to buy a working mic for dummies? No, it's called the Twelfth Planet. I see what you did there. Rude. Oh, is it about Pluto? No, no, no. Twelfth planet. It's apparently like every three thousand years or something. There's a planet that like loops around our sun. Oh. So I really got to put my tinfoil hat on for this one. Oh, I love tinfoil hat action. Well, how does the that how shit, does it? It fascinates come, me. How does it come around the sun when the Earth is flat and we're also Magic. the center of the universe? Bill Gates. He he bought see five G. Right. So now five G is a thing. Five G. Now it's come around. Every time a G is added, another planet circles our universe that we're obviously the center. And also, it's flat. (laughs) God damn it! We're no longer the Fetch and Shock podcast. We are the Fetch and Shock conspiracy podcast. Tinfoil hat. No, no, just tinfoil hats. Now let me tell you that Tupac is actually still alive. He's hanging out Bill Gates' dad somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> and they're talking, they're they're trying to come up with the sixth G. What is up, you jamokes? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, a socially distant pre-race, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is opening a band card in your first pack of Acoria, Matt. Matt, what's going on? Good book. That's a good one. Hey, pre-race Nothing, is just around the corner. We don't actually get to have it, but it is this weekend. Yeah, it's we're in a weird time, dude. Is this the first pre-release that is happening but not happening? I don't know. Do you think they're just going to push it and just do it when people are back and about? Or Well, from one of the friends of the podcast, I actually got hooked up with an, a Acoria pre-release pack that I get to pick up tomorrow that I will open and see what's up. But this will be the first time I opened a pre-release pack and not been around other human beings it feels weird it feels like i'm doing crimes yeah it feels like you're doing something wrong yeah because i am because it's a pre-release pack and there's not a pre-release super weird it's weird no that's not uh, i guess you were around me because we bought pre-release packs to basically like a super pack war yeah but that was that was different though because we were actually playing magic with other with the human beings this i'm just gonna walk in get the thing walk out and just sit in my car and open it you're not even gonna wait till you get home you're just gonna no, do you think I have that kind of room? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? No, I'll be lucky if the plastic stays on it by the time I walk to my car. Just scratching. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Picking scabs, waiting for a token. I can't tell you the last time I opened up a pack of magic cards. I need my fix. I'm starting to, to, starting to itch. 
I never had that uh, weird obsession of just opening packs. One person, uh, our buddy Jeff, actually, he loves it. He'll like crack packs, and he loves the smell of it. He's an addict. Yeah. That's why I have addict tendencies, so I have to now open up packs, or else I will lose my shit. But uh, it, it was, I had the story, uh, we were talking, he's like, I'll be in my workshop doing, like, working, like, making his, he uh, does, like, some, wood, like, woodworking and shit. And he'll be in there listening to the podcast, just hanging out, like, having a beer. And he'll be listening to the podcast, and he'll, like, go to chime in and be like, and then I realize, you guys aren't actually there with me. <laughs> and I'm, like, sitting there trying to chime in. And I was like, dude, I do the same thing with other podcasts. Don't I love feel that. Bad. He's having shadow conversations with us. Yeah. I think we've all been there listening to podcasts. That's why people listen to podcasts. So it feels like you're I in, the, in the conversation. Well, you it made me laugh pretty that. good. If people listening to the Fetch and Shock podcast are also having the shadow conversations, there's a place where they can just go and have actual conversation. That is true. And that is the Fetch and Shock Discord. I'm actually in here right now, so if, I guess no one can hear me talking to people. That... <laughs> You're like, hello, empty room, I'm here. Yeah, why is no one answering us? <laughs> Maybe because you won't get this, like, tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah, but if you were listening, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, know that, like, 25 hours ago, Matt was Matt was on the Discord. Fair. I'll probably be, if I'm being honest. Oh, I'll definitely be. But the Discord, we just released it last week, and it's kind of going off. Yeah little bit yeah people are chopping it up a lot of conversations about deck lists which is super sick and a bunch of different formats too which is really fucking yeah that's why it's there just if you want a new channel made for your specific thing shout out yeah so why don't if you want to join in on the conversation which there is a lot of it jump in fetch and chalk discord if you're looking for the link you can find it on the fetch and chalk twitter at fetch underscore shock or i have recognized that some people are having difficult times getting to it because they don't have Twitter. If you are listening to the podcast, I'm assuming that you're using technology to do it. Underneath the description of the podcast, there is a link. Follow that link. It will take you to where you're looking for. Yeah, makes it easy. That easy. Just click it. And speaking of the Discord, that's one way, Matt, that you can enter for our one-year anniversary giveaway. You're on point with transitions today, dude. I've been waiting you for didn't... this moment. You didn't life. even miss a beat yet. I had, Listen, I don't plan on missing a beat for the rest of my days. Sometimes they're not all perfect, but they are always timely. That's fair. But yeah, our, our one-year giveaway, Matt, are you excited for this? I am, actually. It's pretty cool giving away some cool stuff. We're giving away a whole-ass commander deck. That we are. Not a half-ass commander deck, a whole, whole boy. Well, it's a little bit half-ass, but it is a full commander I put Listen, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into building this thing. I did not. I just said, <laughs> hey, what do we need? So as us as, as a body, then I guess you could say it was half-assed because only one half of us did it. Would it be fetch and shock if it wasn't half-assed? If we were a body, like think of us as a body. What part are you and what part am I? Like are we divided I, down the center and I'm the left side and you're the right side? There has to be a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> or is there an, is are you the upper torso and I'm the bottom torso? Someone's the ass and someone's the dick or Oh, we're divided that way. Down like down the center of our skull to our feet. <laughs> you're a pussy and I'm an asshole. Some, some some there has to be something there. I don't know what something's in there. It's just there's straws to reach at, you just don't want to put the effort into reaching for the yeah. straws. 
no, I think you have something going. We're divided. Like, I don't, I don't know the, the science term, but we're divided down the center of our body. And one of us is the front and one of us is the back. Well, let's be very honest. You do most of the work for this. I literally just say, hey, do you want to record today? Are you free to do this? <laughs> okay, that's fair. So if we, let's divide it and I'll be everything from like the ankles up and you can just be the ankles. <laughs> and little tootsies. Yeah, you're little Pete's, little feety boys. I can get behind that. I bring <laughs> the, the color commentary. You're the foot fetish of the Better Shock podcast. I'm the expert. You're the... Expert, eh? <laughs> yeah, that might be a strength, if we're being honest. If we're going to call you an expert, then we are <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> well, let's get back to talking about this fucking giveaway, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. All body talk aside. Yeah, we're giving away an entire commander deck. Uh, If you want to look at some of the cards in the commander deck, go on to the Fetch and Shock Twitter. Find it out there. We're also giving away... A very special playmat that only three of them exist on this planet. That is a true and factual statement. And all three of them are right beside me. <laughs> like right now. One of them is going to be mine forever. One of them is going to be Matt's forever. And the other one is going to go to one lucky winner of our giveaway. How I might sign mine and send it out to some, I don't know. <laughs> just like you, you get it and you're like, fuck it, I don't care about this. And then just send it out to the world. Oh, I'll definitely say that's it. pretty. It looks sweet. Oh, they look. You said the picture good. doesn't even do it justice. No, it does not. The colors are much better than the picture suggests. But we're also might have a mystery prize thrown in there as well. All value. insert Scooby Doo song. <laughs> You're gonna have to figure it out. Retro reg. So three things. Two for sure known what they are. The third we don't even is yet. So. But if you want to enter to win any of these prizes, you can go to the Fetch and Shock Twitter, like we've plugged out a thousand times already. Uh, you can retweet the tweet that says, hey, do the thing. And then you could also comment. We're going to do another Q&A episode like we did for our last big giveaway, which was super, super fun. That was a fun. I like. I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes we've done. And like the last mystery prize we gave away was a whole ass popper deck. So we usually do something pretty good for that. Yeah. And if you win that, we'll reach out, ask you a couple questions and try to get to get you a little bit. So it's something not just here's a crisp 20 or something. Yeah, we're just going to send out $20 bills. <laughs> if I'm sending $20 out, I'm sending it in old ass pennies. So, so we're just going to mail you a bucket full of pennies, $20 worth of pennies. The shipping alone would be more than that, than the actual pennies are worth. I, how many pennies like per weight do you think you would have to mail in order for like the shipping to eventually like meet the same cost as the pennies is there even an amount i don't, I think it would scale wouldn't it because it's generally yeah. by weight like is there ever a point where the number of pennies you have in a package exceeds the amount of money that you're going to spend to ship that package or is it always going to be a, a net loss i think it's just always going to be a loss huh. i could be wrong i'm sure if you're shipping do you think you could reach like, it in quarters i bet you could maybe if you rent Quarters for sure, yeah. That's literally 25 times the amount. Of a penny? Yeah, that math checks out. Yeah. <laughs> math. But if we use the Canadian dollar and then do American pennies, do they have a Canadian penny? I don't think so. I think we're the only idiots who have a one cent. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure most other, like when I was in Australia, they basically just rounded to five. Oh, you mean like uh, something that makes sense? Yeah. Oh, weird that America would do something dumb. Well, I guess back in the day, a penny was actually, you could buy shit with a penny. Now it's just shitty change. Yeah, you used to be able to buy a penny for somebody's thoughts. Yeah. But now that's at least like a dime. 
You give your two cents away. Boom. <laughs> God damn it. We went. That was a tyrant. Yeah, we, we went was, off there. That was a little bit of something. God damn it. Just, just, just a smidgen. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, go to the Twitter, retweet the tweet, leave a comment for a question, and join the Discord. All three of those things are going to get you an entry for this. Um, if you get any of those three things in by May 21st at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll be entered, and then next week, listen to the podcast, and you will hear whether you are the lucky recipient of one of our prizes or if you're a loser like me and Matt. Also, a little disclaimer, if you win one, you're not going to win the other. Yeah, that's that's very true. That math checks out. I'm assuming that the, the we'll just do it in order. No, dude. For perfect randomization, just do it three different times. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we'll work out the details. What, do people expect perfection from us? You're lucky I just don't pick someone whose Twitter name's funny or something. That's what we just give out, just prizes to the funniest Twitter name. Who knows? That's how we're going to select the mystery prize this time around. I don't know. We can, we can do whatever we want. I would say, this is our podcast, man. We make the rules. But Matt, if you recall, to transition away from our little giveaway, uh, plug, shameless plugging, if you recall last week, we talked about a very specific card or a very specific type of card. Token makers? No, Matt. I'm referring to the companions. Oh, oh. I literally know, and I even know what we're talking about this week, and I still missed it. That one wasn't so smooth. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't smooth because you're dense. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's possible. But yeah, it was, we, last week, we spent all this time talking about how rough Luris is for every conceivable format, substandard. And it turns out Watsi, again, proved that they were listening. That they did. And Matt, we received this week the announcement for the announcement which pretty much has like i would assume has put a hold on like all buying of aquaria stuff some like eternal staples i would assume oh, yeah. i could be wrong i would i think that's probably pretty safe to it but yeah so the banner restricted here i'll read it verbatim because i haven't pulled up right now but on monday we received the announcement that and i quote one week from today on 518 will be the next banned and restricted update, impacting Vintage, Legacy, and Brawl formats. MTGO leagues for those formats will end at that time and be restarted with the update. So Matt, on the 18th, what's going to happen? I think we're going to get some companion bans. I'm hoping they just ban the companion mechanic. Not the cards, but the mechanic out of Vintage. I could see them banning Luris in Legacy. What was the other one? In Brawl. I don't Matt. Uh, I have no fucking clue what Brawl is. Brawl is a Brawl is a format. I don't know if you know this or not because I feel like very few people do. Brawl is a format in Magic the Gathering playable on the popular web client Magic Arena. Now Matt, anything beyond that is just pure speculation for me. I it is I I, I am very certain that it's sixty card singleton. And I am very certain that you have a commander that can also be either a planeswalker or a creature. It follows the same color rules restrictions as commander. Beyond that, for like legality, I think it's all of the cards that have been on Magic Arena. So it's like the eternal format of Arena, but also Singleton, like the commander of Arena. I don't know. It's all speculative. I actually don't know. And I didn't know that Wizards even still knew that Brawl was a format because I started. Yeah, I didn't. But then again, I'm not the most... I don't pay attention to like commander or that very often, I guess. Yeah. 
But I do believe is Oka still are... legal in that format? I don't know. I don't think so. I hope not. That would be bu- no. I, there's no way he is. For any brawl aficionados out there, jump into the Discord and school us because I honestly have no clue what the fuck that format's all about. Yeah, neither do I. But there are two formats in this announcement that you and I are both very familiar, and that is Vintage for You and Legacy for Me. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure for Vintage, they're going to get rid of either Loris himself or um, the companion mechanic. Let's talk through through Vintage first, and then we can touch on uh, Legacy. Because I do think even though probably a vast majority of our listeners, or just a vast majority of Magic players in general... Do not play Vintage. Do not play uh, Legacy. But because this companion thing in Loris has given such a large impact on almost every format that people play, people who don't play Vintage and don't play Legacy are going to have their eyes peeled on this announcement. Because at some point, this is going to impact a format that they do play. I'm surprised Modern's not in that. Um, And here is... Here is, and again, totally speculative, but here is my rationale behind why Modern isn't in this announcement. Can I take a guess of why? Go ahead. Cards aren't, like, actually, people aren't actually having the physical cards in paper tournaments yet. That is 1,000% correct. Well, and that's a two-part thing, right? If there was, let's say, in a month from now, let's say exactly a month from now, everything is back to normal, all this COVID stuff is as a thing of the past the next weekend after that let's say there's a gp there is a huge chance that that gp is either modern pioneer or standard and in all of those formats actual physical cards from akoria are going to be a necessity to enter that format or enter that gp in whatever form oh yeah like loris has just taken over Arguably in a, more, in so, a lot of more arguably more so than Oko or well Oko is probably the most common because it could be played in all formats where like for example Astrolabe isn't in standard. Yeah, or Hogak too. Like that's another one. Yeah, perfect example. But yeah, so the the just the fact that regardless of when this COVID stuff is done, we're not gonna have a legacy GP. We're not going to have a vintage GP anywhere close to that. They still need to sell packs of Aquaria at some point. They are not going to touch modern standard Pioneer with a banning with a 10-foot pole until there is actual paper formats so they can sell actual packs. Because I think at this point they're worried that if they ban the com- the companions from these formats, they're just not going to sell packs. Not even a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a very fair point. I always refer to this. They're a business. They want to make money. And for yeah, however and I, often I people it. for how often people bitch about them, if they don't make money, the game ends. Like they're just you have the cards that you that are out in circulation and that's it. But I mean also you have to respect the 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 part of with that, if people are just not enjoying the game and they don't want to play the game anymore, the game also ends. So it's like a that's lot, a delicate yeah. line to walk. Yeah, that's fair. But so vintage. This is going to be a groundbreaking banning and restriction announcement because there is no way that you can restrict Loris in in the way that other cards have been restricted. Because restriction just means it's down to one. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for Loris. It does. If you would restrict, like, uh, what's the other in the red white Zirda Zirda Zirda, that one would have a little bit of impact getting restricted. But then 
you still get a copy of it. You, you still get as your companion. And so that that's, is the that's the weird thing about this. They almost have to ban it. What's either that's going to be one of two things. Either they're going to ban an entire mechanic, which has not happened in vintage since its inception. That's an entire mechanic. Yep. What mechanic was banned? Anti. That's what I'm saying, but that was at the inception of Vintage. Oh, oh, you're saying since since that I gotcha. Since I it was created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Anti gotcha. was banned out of competitive magic from the absolute beginning. Like you can say like the dexterity cards like Chaos Orb and the anti cards. Like sure, those are mechanics that are banned, but those were banned since like from the jump. There's never been a point in time where you could play a competitive game of magic and flip a chaos orb in like a GP or put an anti-card in for in a in a pro tour or anything like that yeah yeah i see what you're saying but yeah you would be correct that is the first which mechanic. that's a, this is going to be a historic banning if that happens it's also going to be historic banning if a card is just outright banned in legacy or in, in vintage i'm sorry that isn't one of those like dexterities yeah yeah that isn't the a mechanic on the card that's why i think that they will just ban the mechanic that's that's more likely to happen than them just say no this is un unplayable because it wouldn't be if you didn't have access to it all the time there's a lot of ways around yeah it's still probably pretty good but then you're still still have to put that card in your starting yeah, there are 60 there are or four or whatever copies of out of your 75 there are four cards that you're going to have to cut to put that card in well, it wouldn't be four, but it yeah, be I get what you're four. saying. Yeah, but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's at least going to have to be, because I don't think you're just going to play one. Uh, you might in some decks, but yeah, if you really, really want to abuse that fa effect, you're going to either play one copy and a shitload of tutors, mm -hmm. which Vintage pretty much does that, most decks anyway. Yeah, they have Actually, access not to like even demonic most tutor. Decks. They have any, tutor. Any deck that's playing black yeah. has just like automatic access to those. Yeah, so that's possible, but... I'm sure most people would just say, get get rid of this companion mechanic. But like, but also that brings up a interesting thought that we kind of just covered. Are people going to still make the, the deck building changes to play these cards, even though they're not the companion? Like, are, are these cards still just good enough that they are going to make the, the starting 75 for a deck? It, I think it, you have to look at that from a case-by-case -case perspective. For Okay, for each deck. For Luris, I don't think so. Hmm. For Zirda, that one is more probable, in my opinion. Yeah, because Zirda, it just wins you the game on the spot in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, and Tinker Citadel is still probably, if they do get rid of the mechanic companion, Tinker Citadel once again becomes the best thing a blue deck. Can really yeah, do. Tinker for Bolas of Citadel just gets back into the limelight. Yeah, makes sense. And it's it's still not out of the limelight. It's just like, ooh, you're not you're not playing this new hotness that is clearly very broken. Yeah, you're on the you're on the old shit, not the new shit. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that's what I think is going to happen, and that's what I think probably should happen. It, I'm just inclined get rid of the mechanic. Let the cards there. If people want to put Luris in their main deck, have at it. And I'm inclined to agree with you with that. I think the proper move is going to be ban the mechanic out of Vintage, and then I'm very interested to see how people react to that. Well, hey, hold on one second. In the deck. Luris reads your starting deck has to have CMC two or less, right? That is correct. Well, permanents have to have two or less. So Luris costs three mana. Correct. So that wouldn't actually work if he was in your main deck. 
Well, it can or still be it... in your deck. The companion mechanic only only oh, that's the is restricted the... to it being in the companion. I got you. Zone. The second line of text is separate. Okay. Yep. I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Sorry. Because Go ahead. What... You're good. Well, let's move on to legacy because actually that's a that's a pretty good segue into legacy because Luris is also plugging that format, and I I think that. There are there are two really there are two options that they can go at with this. Um, both of them with uh, their own amount of trials and, and tribulations. Either they could do the same thing that they're going to do with vintage and ban me- that mechanic out of the format, which I think is not a bad move. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. Like some of them are still very good in Legacy. Like oh yes, Zerda or Zerda, whatever the white red dude that everything has to have an activated ability for the companion. And then its other ability is... Makes activated abilities cost two less. less, Cannot reduce it below one. Play that card and you play any of the monoliths, like Basalt Monolith or Grim Monolith, uh, and you make infinite mana. That's a pretty, pretty good combination of things. And I don't think that they can ban just Luris and then also leave Zirda. And inversely, I don't think they can ban Luris and leave Yorin either. Yorin's the one that you have to play 20 more cards. Yes, so you're playing an 80-card main deck. Yeah, that, that one gets hairy because we've talked about this before. When they ban the very clearly the best one, another thing just comes and takes its place yeah, and very, I think, pretty quickly. Yeah, and I think the probability of if they would choose to ban just Luris, the probability of another companion stepping into that role like Yorin, like Zirda, hell, even uh, Gruda. There's a chance that one of those cards just steps into that spot now that the Luris decks are not preying upon them and just just repeats the process. So I think just banning all of the companions out just, just outright is a pretty good look. I don't think that's going to happen. Really? I think you may be right. That's pro- it's probably the right call to do that. I think it them, is. But... Again, we have to think about, okay, well, these cards aren't actually even out yet. Or are they really just going to act it right now before before that occurs? And it is it is warped, that format. Just looking at stuff oh, and seeing what... And I don't know if we said this on the podcast before, but you're either playing a companion deck or you're a step behind. Yeah, you're playing a worse deck than everybody else who is playing a companion is playing. And they, that just gives them such a leg. Yeah, and I think... The vintage uh, conversation that we had is a lot easier to have saying that, oh, you just ban the mechanic because they have the restricted thing in that format, which really just prevents them from restricting the card because like like you just said, it doesn't do anything to the companion. But you don't have a restriction in Legacy, so it's either all or nothing. Those are your options. Well, even that, Luris doesn't care about restriction because you're only ever playing one. Zerda, on the other hand, and some of the other ones, yeah, you're going to play more than one. I'm saying you just you can't just restrict a card to one copy. It's either all or nothing in Legacy. Yeah. So that is going to be an interesting thing. And I, my other other part of this that I don't think a lot of people are considering is that the the companions are not the only thing on the chopping block in these formats. I think in Vintage it is. Um, Un- unbanned, was... what a, unbanned channel and vintage is my my one thing i could see that that wouldn't be all that great uh, it actually be, might I mean, be but who knows Unba- i've you heard just... a bunch of people say that unbanning channel would be sick so i'm like oh okay i'm into that 
Yeah, but then you just you're gonna get like salt side decks that are just channel Emrakul. Sure, but yeah, whatever. And then you literally just win. Yeah, you just unless win. unless they just kill you on the next turn, which is it's a possible True thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you cast Emrakul off a channel though, you get another turn after that. Yeah, you're only hitting them for fifteen though. Yeah, but they don't have any permanents, presumably. Okay, fuck. Vin- we're done with vintage. Back to legacy. <laughs> I think there is a really good consideration to the fact that even before the companions were banned, Legacy was a shit show. Yes. And Legacy has been a shit show since the printing of Modern Horizons. It has been bad since that set came out. So, I I mean, do you think Wizards has the, the foresight enough to know that, oh, if we ban companions outright or if we ban the troublesome companions, are we happy with the format just going back to a pile of shit like it was before? I would hope not. I'm not convinced. I don't think they'd make too big changes. Do you? Like, I would. I hope I, you're talking about Astral. Let's start there. That's what you're referring to. I yeah. I am talking about Arkham's Astrolabe as being a card that should be on at least some amount of consideration for the next bands. I don't. I'm not convinced. Like I said, that Wizards would ever do that. At least both of them in one Faust. That's what I mean. You really think they would? And I think honestly. Legacy's probably worse now than it was without Companions. Is that a fair statement? Oh, yeah, but I think every format's worse now than when Companions, before yeah, Companions yeah, existed. Specifically this one, because you said it's shitty before then, just because everything like old Grixis Delver days when Deathrite Shaman was a thing, and it's basically a sub-game once that hits. Now, that's not yeah. nearly as good as Deathrite Shaman. Let's start there. But it does a cheap knockoff of being able to fix your mana. Cantrip You're talking about Arkham's Astrolabe. Yes, yes, yes. I think Arkham's Astrolabe does a better job of fixing mana than Deathrite Shaman did, but a worse job at everything else that Deathrite Shaman did. Because Deathrite Shaman did also manage the graveyard. So the big thing, big issue with Deathrite Shaman was that it ruined any chance of a graveyard strategy really succeeding in that well it did everything it yeah ramped but it fixed mana it Astrolabe, gained you life it managed the graveyard and it is a win condition yeah if 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 you uh if the game goes long enough it is a win condition but i'm saying astrolabe is much better at the one thing that astrolabe can do that death right shaman can also do yeah i i would agree with that so fixing mana it it is a better man, better mana fix. Um, and turns and out that's removed, all you really need for it to be. And it can trip. Hurrah. Which is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is wild. But uh, I don't so know if they'll hit it or not. We'll find out. I would out. like them to see them give Astrolabe the boot while also somehow getting rid of companions entirely. I don't know if they're going to ban the companion mechanic. Okay, how about this? Out of this ban and restricted announcement, what would be your ideal outcome for legacy? No, for all of the format. Well, I'm not going to do brawl because I don't know shit about it. Nope, you have to. You're. I'm forcing you into doing a brawl guess of what would be the best thing. Okay. Um. So vintage ban the companion mechanic for legacy ban Luris to start. And for just for Luris. brawl, nothing just else Luris. besides Luris. Okay. L- leave it because there might be some other viable decks that aren't ridiculous because Luris is clearly the best and it's the best right now like we could turn around and say oh this other one is way better but that would for we brawl, would need hindsight for that yes for brawl um everything's banned <laughs> the entire format is banned or unban everything i don't give a shit 
I just don't know enough about it. I really don't. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you would come up with that because there's like no proper answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because if it's okay, like so... a commander set, I don't know what's even banned or not allowed to be a commander or anything like that. Well, I'm really doing a bad job of being a magic podcast if we don't know what Brawl is. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think we were doing a bad job before that anyway. So Yeah. Does it make it really that much? Not, not a significant difference. Uh, well, I guess my assumption my, right, least... would be something like, hey, you can't have a com- companion in Brawl would be something like that. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. That's actually using your noodle. I like that. Because if it's a commander set that kind of goes against the or commander sub style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that well, kind of goes against what that's all about. Yeah, I get that. So it's like my having a third partner. Yeah, it's I mean, I think that's also a big bump against companion in actual factual commander, but that's for another time. My in in an ideal world for this ban and restricted announcement, I would like to see like you said vintage just ban companion outright. I think that's the best course of action for that. For legacy, oh shit. I am going to say in my perfect world they would just ban outright companion while also banning astrolabe that seems like the best outcome for legacy really for mix Brawl, it up. yeah just like really throw a wrench in a format that has been really bad and stale for almost since the ren and six banning there was maybe a week in between the ren and six banning and then everybody being on the astrolabe lists that was fun uh since then it's been shit it's been bad yeah so ban companion as a mechanic ban astrolabe and then in brawl uh yeah you can just uh just go ahead and uh add every card from magic's history into brawl and then make it arena commander can i actually change my answer for brawl sure go ahead remove brawl and bring back tiny (laughs) just on magic arena tiny leaders just swap them out okay i can get down with that yeah i can back i back that so those I are really our predictions. Wish that wasn't a flash in the pan, but yeah, that's that's my guess. Am I right? I don't know. We'll You're probably out. not. I would assume not. <laughs> no, not for the tiny leaders thing, obviously. Not, but... <laughs> okay, so entirely we're probably incorrect. I think there's a decent chance that our first two for Vintage and Legacy, those are probably kind of close to right. I could see them unbanning Vintage. Like if they're going to leave the Companion, um, there could be something that comes up. But we'll find out. Hey, we will. Well, you know what format is not going to be impacted, even in the slightest, by this banner restricted announcement? Old school. That is true. Nothing is ever going to change old school. That's not true. Pretty they much have, figured out. They ha- no, they have changes every so often. Just to mix things up. Well, they're like, hey, Maze of Ith is not really needing to be restricted, so how about it? Sure, but let's talk about a format that mo- that people actually play. Old school. <laughs> no, modern. Oh. Modern uh, is not going to be impacted uh, uh, at all. All by this banner. Yeah, that seems weird to me. They need to sell packs. And that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But on the Discord channel, we have a little section for people to give us some podcast topics. And Wombo Combo on our uh, Discord, he wanted to know, how do you beat Loris in Modern? And a couple people followed that up with, uh, why bother? It's going to get banned. But for now, it's still in the format. And it's going to be until probably we have paper tournaments. And that is a real thing that we're going to have to be, like, worried about if you're playing Modern. It was beating Companion and specifically Luris. Yeah, how do you beat this? Or how do you beat this? 
the, the just the menace that is companion because the weird the crazy part is it's not even just a deck it's there's it's everything every deck is jamming loris so even how i don't know you don't play in magic online so you don't really get the opportunity to interact with this but when you sit down to a game of constructed against somebody who's playing a companion especially in modern it just says oh uh i won the die roll do i play or draw you hit yes for no for the player draw and then you get to reveal your companion but when a person reveals their companion especially in modern that doesn't give you any information except no. for that they have access to learn they're some combination of anything with white or black and or both the yeah the only thing it gives you is they're splashing first you could easily do that exactly yeah the only thing it's giving you is the fact that they have access to loris and that at least in their starting deck nothing is above three mc three three cmc that is a permanent on the battlefield that's not a lot man it's not a lot no you're right it really isn't it could be it could run the gamut it could be burn it could be jun it could be some weird hardened scales pile. It could be like a, just an aggro deck that just is just rebuying stuff with with Loris. It could be Death Shadow. It could be anything. So you don't really get any information from that. How do you beat this card? In like sitting down and actually thinking about it critically, there's like there's only three ways that I could possibly imagine beating Loris in modern right now. And it's either you have to ignore it and just play a faster deck or a deck that doesn't care. You have to be able to pack enough heat that you can deal with everything, or you just play Loris. Those are your only options. I, yeah, I think you either just two ships passing in the night, you're just saying, okay, I'm going to kill you before you can go, quote unquote, go off. You're going to go way bigger, or you're going to try to answer every single thing that... Exactly. Like, you're, you could play like a combo deck, like you can play Ad Nauseam. That deck has seen a big resurgence since one Thassa's Oracle was printed. And also just because of the current meta, that deck can just do its thing and not give a fuck about what the Loris decks are doing. Yeah. So like what decks specifically do you think are, hey, Loris, go fuck yourself. I don't care about you. I'm going to kill you. Um, Like I said, uh, Ad Nauseam is, un- is one. The I would new say Ad Nauseam any... with Murpho? Well, what that deck is doing now is that they're playing like the normal Ad Nauseam combo thing. But now they're also playing uh, four copies of Spoiled Vault. Yeah, with the, the Merfolk idiot, right? Yeah, for with uh, Thassa's Oracle. Thassa's Oracle. I couldn't think of what it actually was called. Yeah, so they have. They can either get you by doing like the Phyrexian Unlife, Angel's Grace, uh, mill out with Ad Nauseam, and then Lightning Storm you to death. Or they can get you with just the, the Spoils of the Vault, two blue, the I win Thassa's button. Oracle. The, yep. Yeah. Which, that's a way to do it. I think another way to do it uh is any of the the titan lands decks whether it's like the amulet version or the the field of the dead version say that again like the titan style decks anything with primeval titan really do you think just the the burn them out strategy is better or the grindy hair answer 42 twos um okay so for just beating at least this is my opinion for just beating the luris decks i think the amulet version is better because it's just faster. But for attacking the field in general, I think the Grindy Bird probably has an edge. Yeah, I would think so too, just because here's a hasty 6-6. Six, six. Oh, also, here's an army of 2-2. Two, two. Exactly. But you don't also, actually don't need Tron... Titan. Oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You don't need Titan to win with that deck. I do think Tron is an also a pretty decent alternative. 
And if you want to play like Urza in some way, shape, or form, I don't think that's a bad move either. Like the Thopter Sword. Yep, exactly. Combo just... You're just playing a heavy control deck. And I think that's the next thing, is you're playing a control deck where you're playing like some amount of Ice Fang Coddles, a ton of removal, and then so just... So basically like a 3-4 color snow, Snowco minus the Oko part. Yeah, I mean, the, like you still get Teferi Time Raveler. He's very good. You can finish the game with Euro, who has just now become one of the best finishers in Modern. And you can just still get him with Stoneforge Mystic, because that's in a lot of those decks. Like, you Stoneforge Mystic, go get a Batter Skull or a Sword of Feast and Famine and kill your opponent. That is still a very real thing. And if you throw a Sword of Feast and Famine on anything, it attacks through a Euro or a uh, Luris really easily. That it does. And also, in addition to that, a lot of those decks are now the 80 card piles with Yorin. And blinking an Ice Fang Caudal and all of your Arkham's Astrolabes, pretty sweet. I get to draw a ton of cards. Just value City Central. Yeah, or like blinking all of those things or using your Teferi, your three mana Teferi, minusing it down to whatever, and then blinking it to reset its loyalty. Not bad. Yeah, that is fair. But like chances are if you're playing modern, you probably already have a pet deck. The best option here is if your pet deck can just just try to find a way to force Luris. Man, that's just like your best that's your best route right now. That's such a defeatist attitude, but I think it's just the right move. That's where we're at. Like we can't yeah. manipulate it, sucks, it to say, dude. oh well guess what? I'm, pretend it doesn't exist. No, it does exist, unfortunately. They do and exist. Wh- yeah, they do. And while it's here, you have to deal with it. You got no options. Get it while it's getting good. But I mean I did I I got a good thought process with that it was a good thought experiment thinking about how you beat Luris in modern and you do have options outside of uh, just playing Luris are those options better than just playing Luris man I really don't think so and that sucks yeah yeah I've, this really 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 put modern if yeah, I wanted you were to play commander off the format before and now you're just totally totally yeah. off modern. yeah I'm just done with it like it's not fun like that doesn't seem fun to me like it is the most cons- one of the most consistent commander decks that's what it is that doesn't have the singleton and you could play 60 cards in i mean i have been get like I, everybody who listens knows i've been getting really into commander lately and there are two things that i can credit getting into commander covid and <laughs> companion yeah. those are the two things that like covid hit and i'm like okay cool i at least I get to play Magic online and I get to jam games of Legacy, even though Legacy was a pile. I still get to play Modern a bit if I wanted to. I can play drafts and stuff. Like, that's always fun. And then Companion came out and Legacy's totally out of the question. Modern's totally out of the question. You know, that limited format's me. fun, but I can't just only jam drafts of Akoria. You could. That doesn't sound fun long term. No. So, you know how there's like old school and pre modern? Yes. I think. At some point, someone's going to come out with modern pre this, like, not this set specifically, but, like, modern up to 2000s. Pre-Eldrazi modern. Yeah, like so, like something like that. I could easily see that happen. Huh. How many years do you think it takes until they come out with a, another format that is starts from the beginning of modern and then goes to a, a specific time in Magic's history? Dude, they already did it. It's called Pioneer. No, I, but modern's, or, but Pioneer is after modern i'm talking about from eighth edition to some amount of time like eighth edition to return to ravnik how many years are 
is modern right now. Oh man, eighth edition was what early two thousands? Find out to the interwebs. Hey, internet! Whenever we need something, internet is there. You're always there for me. What if I can spell? You gonna take a guess? Uh, two thousand and three. Spot on. Nailed it. July twenty eighth, two thousand three. So they go from like two thousand three to two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, pre modern. Is that around Return of Ravnica? I think so. Um, so pre-modern, I think, eight years. I could be okay. wrong on that. I could be wrong because it goes to Scourge. When did Scourge go? Oh, I have no idea. Well, how how? what's the time span for old school? So that's to old school's 93, 94. Oh, it's those only those two years. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that was a dumb yeah. question. You're right. Yep. Okay. I'm an idiot. Yep. And there's some like subcategories of like scryings that are 95, like 93 to 95 or 93 to 96, or 95, 96. Um, but those are, like, very, very niche. Yeah. So Onslaught actually came out in mid-2003 as well. So so 8th edition, 2003, so 8 to 10 years, probably, something like that you could do. Okay. Because I thought Modern was super fun. I mean, Modern was cool for a long time. Honestly, Modern was cool up until, like, honestly, I, really, I hate to say it, but Battle for Zendikar. I started losing interest when Pod been Blood Man fun. beating a dead horse in my butt. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. Um, but then, and then Twin got the axe, and it's just been slowly less and less. For me, that is. Some people probably have a blast in modern. Kudos. Do whatever makes you happy. Oh play whatever see, formats. I See, I played back then, and I think I still have more fun in modern in the post-Eldrazi era, where I could play, like, Blood Moon. You know, I could play, like, a Blue Moon deck. Or I could play some other just shenanigans. Or like Eldrazian Taxes. Once the they banned Ayavugan, the Eldrazian Taxes deck was super fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed that deck. And it was fair. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to kill you in, by turn three consistently. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it hey, was a fair Eldrazi deck. I'm just going to play slightly bigger creatures faster. It's not, hey, here's six two twos that are attacking for 30 on turn two. That deck could kill on turn two. I love how we just turned into the old guys lamenting about the past. And like, when will um, we get to go back to the good old days of modern? When it was I'm real modern, not this fake modern we have now. Yeah, contemporary bullshit. <laughs> we are the old grumpy men sitting on our front porch yelling at kids to get off our lawn. That's us. It was a matter of time before it happened. You know, but honestly, no, it's, I, I could see it happening. It probably eventually will happen. I would be super be interested in fetch and shock format. So let me pose you a question. I'm all what yours. would modern look like? Like a no ban list modern tournament look like? Now? No ban list modern tournament right now. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think Eldrazi <sighs> would still be be the king? No, I don't. You don't think? I think, I think you're it would Eldrazi. be. I think it would honestly be some kind of Luris, small creatures, um, and skull clamp deck. Because you can buy back the creatures that you sacrifice to Skull Clamp to draw more cards. That takes a little bit of time to set up. I think that when you're getting smashed in the face by Thought Knots and Reality Smashers on turn two and three, that's going to put a hamper in your plan. I mean, not, as not it unless did during some, that time. That could be some combo deck. You're not wrong. Like the, the what's it, it's not, um, like the Coco, um, oh, finale yeah. of... What's the finale of the the devoted druid combo? Yeah, what's that green finale? Finale, uh, finale, finale of devastation. I think that's red. Devoted devastation. No, yeah, I think you're right. 
Yeah, it's it's finale of devastation. Okay, we went. Sorry, I took us way off there. Yeah, that's that we talked about modern, but like also not modern. And we got old guy on it like that. We got lost on that. We got lost on the sauce. Okay, so to end that conversation, can we just both agree that Loris was a mistake? Absolutely, yes. Or just companion was a mistake. Yeah, Loris may not be the problem. It might be the companion. And hey, just companion might just be too good. They're pushing the envelope. So kudos for trying. That's way better than 2008 or 8th edition corset. Absolutely. Um, yes, I'd rather you're see right. Them, I'd rather see them push the envelope than stealth formats like that. Not to pick on 8th edition, but it was kind sure, of. Sure. I mean, at some point, we're going to find a balance, hopefully. You would think. Only time will tell. But companion, very obviously, a mistake. A very, very mistake. Now, Matt, would you say wizards? Do you God, think they've ever made mistakes damn, before? That was smooth. I even knew it was coming, and I smooth. You, you, <laughs> you're a saxophone, right? So I just hear smooth jazz. Yeah, dude, baby, listen. I, this is all I got in my life is just thinking of these smooth transitions. You just you practice. You sit in the mirror or sit in front of the mirror <laughs> six hours a day at a minimum. Practice. Yeah, I'm trip. listening to my chicken soup for the transition soul. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Continue asking your question. I no, I'm just wondering. Do you think? Do you think wizards? Do you think they've ever made mistakes before? Nope. They are the mother Teresa of companies. Yes, they've Absolutely fucking made perfect. mistakes. They have made mistakes. You'd say. Would you maybe have on hand maybe like a top five mistakes that wizards has ever made? Sunny, uh, pulling out my old guy hat again. I have a list of more than five things that Wizards has made mistakes on. What a beautiful segue into our top five of the week. This week, we are doing the top five non-companion mistakes Wizards has made in the past 25 odd years. And Matt, like you said, I feel like you might have some honorable mentions. I do. So, numero uno. Well, I guess um, these two can be kind of, they are... Also mechanics, so I think Delve is a mistake. Ooh! Um, specifically printing card draw spells in Delve. Like, some of the Delve creatures... So you're creatures, talking specifically, you're talking Treasure Cruise treasure dig, cru- dig Through Time. Yeah. Some of the other, like, potentially even a 5-5 five five for one mana. That's potentially you're a mistake. Mega. Yeah. Some of the other ones, not so bad. Um, like Hooting Mandrills. Um, Hoot! That doesn't see nearly as much play. Not nearly yeah. as much. Um, so I think that they pushed the envelope a little too far there. I think you're right. I think you're very, you're very right with that. The other one, Phyrex, free spells. Phyrexian, man. That's one of your favorite things of all time, though. I do, but I think it was still a mistake. <laughs> I love that. Respect. Um, very clearly, anytime you can play free stuff or very, very cheap stuff and use one of your resources to help pay for it, i.e. your life total, that's a mistake. Yeah, not not great for the for the health of the the game Magic the Gathering. Yes. Um number three on my honorable mentions, Umazawe's Jite. Watch your tongue. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It is way too powerful. Oh, Jite is so good, man. It does everything, and that's part of the problem. I think the it's original planeswalker. Have, have you ever played with this in a limited format? Um, are we counting cube as limited? No, because there's power and things that make then, this look then shitty. Then no, I have never played with Jitte in a limited format. I have drafted Betrayers, I think it is, uh, a handful of times. And I had the pleasure of having these once, having one of them. And you just win. Like, 
it doesn't matter what you have. You just throw a creature, throw it on any creature, and you basically win. If we're going to be honest, what you just described to me is That's like essentially a wet dream. It's a yeah. wet dream for me. I would love to play with Jete Unlimited. Yeah, it's disgusting. Possibly the best limited card ever. And that's that's a good idea for a top five. Jot that it's down. Mad- oh, that's a really good one. You're right. Yeah, well, well that'll be a, a future episodes. Um, historic, ironically, I think was amazing. Oh, wow. Daggers to historic. Daggers. No, that one was a joke one. Um, anti was a mistake. Okay. And then, Are you going to lump no, in Chaos Orb? No. You're cool with because, Chaos Orb. Okay, because I am yeah, too. They, I was, I was going to make sure that you weren't crazy. No, yeah, they could errat, they errated that. You can't really errata. No, you really can't. Yeah, gambling with your uh, child's playing cards, not great. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give you this last honorable mention. Ask me. I want you to try to guess why. it's So this okay. is Orcish Artillery in the Alpha. Orcish Artillery. Yes, from I don't know Alpha why the, and Beta. Why is that a mistake? Is it not an orc? Um, I don't actually know. That doesn't have anything to do with it, though. Oh, so flavor has nothing to do with your mistake. No. That's sad. I honestly have no clue. So uh, in Alpha, it costs one in a red man. Oh, and in the... Okay, yep, I do know this. And in every other set, it's one red red. Yep. It was a, one of those like odd misprints. Yep, so... That's the kind original of like the blue mistake. border. Uh, what is it? Serendipity? Yes, sir. So, yeah, like yep, that. Those are that's a that's a good mistake. Yeah, uh, a lot of people probably don't know about that, but if you look up an alpha orcish artillery versus any other one, it costs one red less man. Now that's a bargain. It is a bargain. It's actually pretty good then. Yeah, it's super good at that mana cost. Um, so those are my honorable mentions. Uh, do you have a honorable mention? I have three of them actually. One of them pretty selfish. The other two, I think, are legitimate gripes that Matt, that Wizards has done. My what, number one honorable mention is Battle for Zendikar, the set. That's the gripe. That one's that one's a real one. Like that, I think Battle for Zendikar, and specifically like the application of like a quote unquote six color of magic where it's just colorless. I think uh, that I was probably that, that was a bad, bad, bad idea for magic, and that mixed with the other older cards in magic ruined modern forever and honestly completely changed legacy forever as well it literally created created a new archetype yep in one set for sure yeah okay Um, that's a good one actually i just realized now all of my uh honorable mentions are modern related okay my next one was when and i'm sure you can recall this when this happened i have a real big issue that and wizards has done this multiple times in a row where they ban a card because another card is the issue. This has happened for uh, a lot of different things, but the original one that I'm thinking of is when they banned Bloodbraid Elf for the sake of Death Deathrite Shaman. Shaman was so good. Yeah, same with um, what the fuck is it called? I mean, died for the bridge from below. Died for the sins of Hoga. Yep. And yeah. arguments can be made that Mox Opal died for Urza, but we're not going to bring that up again. I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear. <laughs> and my last one is my selfish one. I am mad that Wizards ever made the mistake of ever banning Stoneforge Mystic and Modern. Ever. Just- I actually have an argument for that. I think when it was originally banned, it probably would have been too strong. And then as Maybe. the power then as the power creep came up, they're like, hey, and they probably could have unbanned it sooner, no doubt about it. Okay. Um, but they eventually did the right 
but I think initially it probably was too strong. Oh, you might be right, but also I'm a selfish bitch and I wanted it to be legal from the jump and it wasn't, so I'm sad. Fair, fair. (laughs) And then additionally, I would rather it take a little bit longer to come off than it come off and then go back on the ban list. Yep. Like Grave Troll. A la Golgari Grave Troll. Okay, that's fair. I I can get behind that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I think if we're going to do math right, I think I go first, right? Um, sure. I don't care. But my number five for my top five mistakes that Wizards has made that isn't Companion is a probably a pretty controversial one. My number five is Planeswalkers. That is for sure controversial. Controversial. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I would edit that to newer Planeswalkers because the OG Planeswalkers, I don't think were a real issue. Well, my thing with that is I agree with that 100%. Like the original Lorwyn Planeswalkers, all of them totally fine. But if they would have never printed the first ones in the first place, we wouldn't have the issues that we have now. And yeah, the, due to power with the creep existence and... of the first ones, that only opens the door for that card type to be busted. If I had the opportunity, I would eliminate Planeswalkers from Magic, full stop, all of them gone. Fair. Okay. Yeah, that one's super cool. Yeah. So what's your number five? My number five is a Planeswalker, ironically. And that would be Oko. Thief of Crown. Ooh. So I would, are we going to say that that's an overlap one? <laughs> I would assume. I broad, I broad stroke painted it, but I, you, you filled you in the could. detail. I specifically, Oko was clearly, clearly in it. Oko's boss. I don't, yeah. I don't Oko know how they Broco. didn't, yeah, I don't know how they didn't. It was the even banned in the format that it was, they banned it in the format that they created it. The, <laughs> the card, the card designed to eat the card can't beat the fucking card. Like, how do you not get that in play design? Incredible. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're right. You're so right. They make it for standard. And this is after the play design team has been in and like the testing teams and all that. And still they're like, oh, this is still too fucking strong. Well, how did you not figure that out? Literally, yeah, they, they, they Questing Beast was designed to kill Oko and Planeswalker. Well, guess what? Questing Beast doesn't kill Oko. On the first swing, ever. I'm well aware of that. And then it just gets <laughs> fucking, you just buy time and it's never an issue then. I'm getting so fired up too and I love it. That's because like, come on, put some, put a fucking effort in. No, that's a really good one. And yeah, they do put a lot of effort at that, but that's just do a more. Blatant, blatant mistake. We know Wizards is listening. They've showed us that they're listening. Stop blowing it, Wizards. Yeah. Uh, my number four, <laughs> you actually mentioned already. Did I? Yes, it wasn't on your list. You referenced. Was it uh, Stoneforge Mist? Serendib Afrit. Oh, so this, this is a classic one where they uh, printed and revised. They printed Serendib Afrit on a green card um, mm-hmm. with the image of If Biff Afrit, which is an actual card. Yeah, a green card. A green card, yeah. But it still it has all the right text and everything. The mana cost is correct. They just printed yeah, it, it on still a has green the card. Blue, it still has the blue like island symbols but it's on a green card with a green art, like a green card's art. Yep. But all of Um, the text is correct. Yeah, everything else is correct. The card itself is actually correct. um, The second misprint, well, not misprint, but large scale misprint. Yeah, I like, that's a good one. It's kind of a bummer. Hopefully they were going to use the original art. But like, additionally, that's kind of a sweet part of Magic's history. Oh, absolutely. My number four, though, my number four is one of the ones that I have that is not tied to cards per se, but it is a, I think a grave mistake by magic or by wizard. It is the elimination 
of the lore articles on the magic website. And then I'm going to tie in that with just the poor management of the magic, the gathering lore in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, I can see that the lore that I just read to me is like fucking hey, abysmal. I'm going to say this a couple more times, put in a fucking effort. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Cause I mean, one of my favorite things from magic is the story. The game is so rich in story and lore and characters. It's so good with that, that they took that and threw it away is such a disservice to not only the game, but the fans of the game and the fans of the lore of magic. Well, you could make an argument. That's what put it on the map is the lore. You're right. Like magic would not exist without card art and the card art the ties so strongly and... into lore. Yeah. And it, like they sure they're still writing books, but the books, at least across the board, have been really poorly received by the magic community to the point where I just have chose not to read them. Where I'm a lore guy, I dig that stuff, and I just won't read them because yeah, they're either poorly written it. or they have no consistency with the actual storyline of the cards. Like I want some kind of unity between the cards and the and the story behind them. It just doesn't exist. That's why all of my favorite shit is from back in Magic's history, like pre-mending, post-mending, all of like that stuff that goes on. All of the original Zendikar stuff is brilliant. Even up to the like the Theros stuff, the Theros lore is great. And just they like, threw it away. You just like Theros. I mean, the Theros lore with following Elspeth is really good though. And like Xenagos, like being just like a, a happy-go-lucky satyr, but then realizes that he has the power to just kick ass and then just becomes a god because he can kick ass so hard. Like, that's tight. Yeah, it is. I'll give you that. And, like, the epic betrayal of Heliod killing Elspeth? Come on now. So good. But yeah, there's definitely some good info in there. Or, yeah, good oh, info. Good, sure story, good story in there. Yeah, and they just fucking, you know, just th toss in the trash. Fuck them. But my number three, uh, going off of lore into the world of competitive magic, I think one of the biggest mistakes Wizards made was actually last year where they gave all of the rights for GPs to channel Fireball. And I think in one foul swoop doing that also killed coverage. So oh yeah, they just don't do coverage for yeah. GPs. Anymore. So giving all of the rights to GPs to channel Fireball and killing coverage is my number three biggest mistake. That's actually a really good one. Because I think that that was a big piece of competition between other tournament organizers in channel fireball yeah if they don't have a reason to step their game up they're not going to why would they and sure Where? like wizards did the coverage but if they if they don't have competing markets with that and they don't want to increase like viewership and because they're just making their money then why try and they just stop trying i would for sure watch star city games over oh yeah that. when just thinking about like 2019 before that I used to sit there on weekends and watch coverage. Like I would just have it on in the background while I was like doing chores around the house or like just fucking around. Like even if I was like on Sundays, I'm not going to watch top eight if there's a football game on, but in between commercials, I'll on my phone, I'll pop up Tune and, con and, see, coverage and see like what's, what's being jammed at the top eight. Yeah. Like I, did, that was I just a do constant the same thing. thing. I'm not going to say I was the most attentive viewer, but I was at least a viewer and I enjoyed that as part of my weekend routine. I just am lacking that severely. And I think that was a bummer. The other thing uh, that goes with that point, if I wouldn't watch it live, um, I travel a decent amount for work. Like I'll throw it on and I'll just listen to it like on the YouTube. 
Yeah, that's because true. they generally like, put the, the videos on YouTube. Yeah, of like, and I might, yeah, if you're traveling on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you just listen to the previous weekend's coverage and you're good to go. Yeah, and if obviously I'm driving or something, I'm not going to watch the video, but I can listen to it as I'm driving. But yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Golf clap. Hey, thanks, man. How about your number three? What you got? Uh, my number three is the reserved. Ooh, yet good another one. controversial one. That, Epic mistake. Yeah, and they did it because there was originally an uproar about people um, because some of those sets were so small, set, had such a small print run that owning them was actually it was like rare. It was the super rare things. And then they came out with Chronicles, and people were like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Yeah, they just printed all of the cards and Chronicles just flooded the market no, with old cards. Chronicles had no new cards. It was just it was an all reprint set. Yep. Yep. And people were in uproar. And now people who care about that are the collectors who are hoarding 30 Alpha Lotuses. Fuck those people, first of all. Second of all, um, you can collect cards. People people are still going to pay money for the older version of the card. Absolutely. And even if you oh, get rid yeah, of it, thousands. that doesn't mean you have to print it. You don't have to. That's true. That's my thing. And Wizards doesn't benefit at all from secondary markets. So why the fuck do they care? No, it doesn't. Yeah, there's no benefit from that. I agree with that. If someone who's collecting 30 Alpha Lotuses stops playing Magic, does that really affect the company? They might get trashed a little bit online, but most people are going to be like, hey, fuck face. I wanted to play Vintage or Legacy. Now they at least said, hey, we may reprint duels at some point. We may do this. I have duels. I have power. Fucking reprint them. Yeah. That's how formats stay alive is people playing it. And I think the vast majority of actual players have that same mentality that you and I have where we would rather see these formats flourish than just go quietly into them. Yeah. And if you you could still have your collection of old uh, nine expensive a 9.0 alpha is still going to be worth even if they re fucking print it. Yeah. You're right. 100%. So that's my second or my number 3. Uh, my number two is Storm. Ooh, I think Storm as was a, a massive mistake. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I think you it were literally just, 100%. It leads to your opponent not really getting to play Magic. Granted, I love Storm. I love it a lot. I mean, it was the same thing with you putting Phyrexian Mana on your uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, it's just, um, I think it was a mistake. And you could go as far as say Dredge too, because it just, that's not what Richard Garfield intended, but... Um, that those mechanics that basically say, "Hey, opponent, sit there and watch me dirtle and you just, just do nothing." Yeah, and there's oh, do you have it? Do you not have it? Okay, cool. Let's go to game two. Yeah, I agree with that. Like a game that ends like deterministically, just based on if a one player has an interaction on one crucial turn, is not great magic. It can be fun, but oftentimes it's not. You're either winning Generally or you're losing, and you and you know that pretty relatively early into the game because storm decks aren't designed to oh turn 10 i'm gonna go off no they're designed to combo kill you before you get a chance to set up or do implement your game plan yep so what is your number one i have number my number two and then my number one and then you get to do your number one that's how it goes oh yeah yeah what's your (laughs) number two my number two uh and i I, i would be surprised if this is your number one it might be but it is Modern Horizon. That is for sure not my number one. Yeah, it is Modern Horizons, the set. There, Why I don't think that? there has been a set that has caused more problems in more formats than Modern Horizon. Okay, maybe Akoria, But we're doing 
non-companion mistakes that yeah. Wizards has, has made. Well, what was banned in Modern? Just the Hogak. Hogak and I guess banned, Legacy. Yes. But in Legacy, Ren and Six was banned. And I do think that Arkham's Astrolabe is going to get banned. And there's and like Astro, Astrolabe is, I think, a card that probably should be banned in Modern as well. It's just like that set just came out and immediately started just ruining form. Yeah, left and right. shit for sure. I just cannot stand that form, that set. And sure, there are plenty of cards that came out in it that were just all fine and dandy. But I think in general, the cards that came out in Modern Horizons that had an impact were such a overwhelming negative impact on the formats that they were in. It's hard to chalk it up at anything besides a mistake. That's fair. But my number one, Matt. I feel like we may have the same number one. Oh, no. My number one is actually your number three. Or your number two. Oh. Right? Your number two was a reserve list. Number three was a reserve list. Oh, number three was, yeah, your number two was Storm. No, reserve list, I think, is the number one mistake in Matt. Because all of the things that we said uh, when we were talking about your number three hold true for mine, that it is just an unnecessary evil. But the fact that it is, I think, the one mistake that has plagued players for the longest amount of time. Like, what would you say? Every month or so, there's a new Twitter spark up where people are arguing about the reserve list. And that has happened for years and years and years now. And it'll go on and on and on. Until something is done about it, and that will continue forever. I have heard more, more debates about the reserve list than anything else in magic that alone earns it its number one spot because that is such a mistake that has such staying power and such impact it's hard to look away yeah Yeah. i agree with you it's definitely a mistake um other people will disagree with that and that's fine you're entitled to your opinion even though you're wrong yeah and that's why they're not on the fetch jog podcast because they have smaller brands than us yeah lizard brains booyah um i'm really surprised that you didn't have this on your list anywhere are you going to throw one out that I just didn't even think of that's just so good? Probably. What is it? So it is, it's not legal in Pioneer. It's not legal in Standard, um, like availability-wise. It's banned in Modern, banned in Legacy. It's only legal in Vintage and Commander. It's the Clamps. It's the Clamps. Yes! Oh, yes, I love it. Skull Clamp. I don't know how you didn't. Oh, because I love Skull Clamp. I don't think that was a mistake. I think Skull Clamp should be zero mana. I love that card. <laughs> it's very, very fun and a good card, but undoubtedly it's a mistake. It should be two mana. And they said that. It's supposed to be two and two mana. Right. Two mana to play, two to equip. But at the last minute before they sent it off, they changed. Switcheroo on us and made it one mana to and one mana to equip. Yep. And that for sure is a mistake. Yeah, Skull Clamp, I think Skull Clamp is correct, a mistake, but man, I fucking love that card. I love that card so much. Oh, I I love it too. Don't get me wrong. That's what I said. It's, it's a very fun card to play with, but it is for sure broken and oh, clearly a mistake. I just love giving tokens, Thopter tokens, the clamps. I'm giving everything. Draw two cards for a mana. Turns Sign me up. It's pretty good. Oh, repeatable, repeatable source for it? Repeatable effect, too. That's a big thing. That's a that's a spicy meatball, bud. Oh, boy. That imagine was a if this, really good one. Imagine if this was legal and modern with, like, Thopter. Oh, my goodness. No, there's no way. Exactly. Now, my question is, Matt, we had such a very diverse... We only had one overlap. It was I think it was the reserve, reserve list. list, yeah. You could say that the Planeswalkers and you saying Oko and stuff, because my argument for banning Planeswalkers was kind of 
the fact that newer planeswalker are getting crazier Red and crazier and Oko, yeah. yeah they're just getting too out of hand arguably jace yeah yeah jason mind sculptor i mean teferi three can be on that list too he's a piece of shit you're not wrong but, i love that card but yeah you're not wrong yeah so we had like one in three quarter overlap for this top eight that was specifically non-companion mistakes where on your top eight number one would you put companion number one number one it adds a huh. whole new dimension to the game. It's bringing Commander into competitive... Well, granted, you can play Commander competitively, yes, but it's a Commander. You need to follow certain deck-building requirements. You generally build your deck yeah. to abuse that effect, Yeah. and you can cast it from a zone that can't be interacted with. Oh, no, it is very reminiscent of, of the Command Zone, and just Commanders in general. And I and think that was the intention. I think so. That's what I was just going to say. I think that that was by design to maybe get commander players to play more competitive or vice versa. I think Try it was vice versa was the intention. To get used to playing commander. That's what I think it was. I think it was, we have this standard audience and we're in 2020 is the unofficial year of commander. Let's start out this year with a constructed mechanic that is very similar to commander to spark interest in commander so that these plebs that play standard buy all of our commander product that's coming out later in 2020. I think that is a hundred percent the strategy used for wizards this year. Thousand percent. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It's hard for me to imagine that not being the exact like thought process that they because it just makes so much it, yeah. sense. It makes so much sense. It, on paper, that is a perfect plan. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, the cards are too good and they ruin everything that they touch. That's exactly Literally every everything yeah i mean because they suck in every format except for really standard like they suck in commander they're awful in commander i hate them yeah they kind of ruin commander it's see but honestly you know what the nice part about them being in commander is that if i sit down at a commander table on magic online and everybody presents their commanders and you can see on the on their little tab on the side whether they have a companion or not because if you do you'll have the companion tab and if you don't you won't have it it's really nice to know who I need to kill first or who I need to target first based on whether they have a companion or not. Because if two people don't and one person does, everybody at the table knows, oh, we got to kill this guy. That guy needs to die. Yeah, just puts a target on their back. Yeah, it makes my decisions a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, Wizards, uh, we love you. We really do. And if without, without you, we wouldn't have met all of the phenomenal people and we wouldn't get to have the incredible memories that we have playing your game. Fucking tighten the cap though, bud. I'd also have a lot more money. True. There, you got to take the bad with the good. I think in the, in the immortal words of Letterkenny, wizards, figure it out. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out, bud. No, that was a fun top five. That was one of the better ones. Also, shout out to Matt for thinking of that one. Yeah, that off the cuff too. Yeah, you just shot that to me when I asked you, like, hey, what do you want to do I've... for top five? You immediately fired back, uh, what about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah, let's, yeah, we're doing that. Yep, that sounds... 100%. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, fuck yeah. So you nailed it, Matt. Congratulations. Thanks, bud. You did something for once. I did it. Well, you know what's you know what else is you're you're gonna have to do before this episode's concluded. What's that? You're gonna have to answer me five random cards from the Scrapball website. Nope. Pass. You Thanks for the it. offer. That's the rules. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I knew I'd fucking get you. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with how we end each week's podcast. We love to play a little game we've affectionately named 
accumulated knowledge. In this game, we go onto the Scryfall website and we hit the random card button. One of us asks the other the name of the card. The other one has to give the mana cost of that card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they get it wrong, uh, they have to play a format that has companion in it forever. And ever, yeah. Yeah, for the rest of their lives. Matt, I'm asking you it's this. Your, it could be your life companion. <laughs> <laughs> You're, that's such a shit joke. God damn it. I can't believe I laughed at that. You're the worst. I know. Oh, Matt. Well, are you ready for your first one? Because it is a doozy. I am ready. You have to get four out of five, and you get two hints. Your first card is Coastal Wizard. Didn't I give you this one? What do you mean? No, I gave you some shitty wizard. Coastal Wizard? You definitely never gave me Coastal Wizard. I would remember this guy because he is a turd. I don't even know if I want to waste a hint. Yeah, I don't honestly. Even with any of the hints I would give you, it's going to be hard to get. I bet you it's a wizard, which probably means... Is that a hint? No. (laughs) Um, Two blue-white. Final answer. That is your final answer? Yes. Very close. It is two blue-blue. I figured Coast, like Coastal Tower... Adds a blue or a white. Figured as a well, coastal piracy. Coastal piracy is too blue, blue, isn't it? I have no idea. It is. Oh no, I know. If I no. forget, I hope that's the next one. If it is exactly coastal piracy, I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn my computer off without saving anything just and just walk skip away it and not tell me. Yep. <laughs> no, coastal wizard is like you said, or like I said, too blue, blue. It is a one, one. It is a human wizard, and it says tap, return coastal wizard, and another target creature. To its owner's hand, activate this ability only during your turn before attackers are declared. This was That's only terrible. printed in Portal Second Age. It'll hopefully stay there. Uh, wait, Matt, this isn't on the reserve list. It can definitely be reprinted anytime. Put it on the reserve list. <laughs> oh, this one, the next one is a little bit easier. Hit me. Matt, your next one is Star Storm. Star Storm. I think, oh shit, I know this. Oh, do you now? <sighs> Fuck. This has had a thousand. Pre- not a thousand, but a good handful of brains. Partic barbarians didn't complain when the order started blaming every crisis on the cabal. On the cabal, you see? Yes, on the cabal. So, onslaught, torment, or scourge? Oh, that's not true. Cabal were mentioned in recent sets, too. Barbarians. In flavor text, they have been. No, the barbarians were in Dominaria. Quit trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> oh, fuck, I kind of have to use a hint, don't I? I think that would. I think you would get a hint with this one. I think you, like a hint would benefit you. Yeah. What does this thing do? So Starstorm says Starstorm deals X damage to each creature. It also has cycling three. Oh, this is in commander sets. I thought I recognized it. I in, just went. I went through my stuff and I, I remember seeing this. It's uh, X red red. Matt, is that your final answer? Because it's you like are thirty cents or something. Correct. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah, it's not very much. It has been in a ton of Commander. What's that Commander 13, Commander from? 14, Commander 2020. Uh, it's original printing, Onslaught. Goddamn. You nailed the cabal it with the Onslaught. The Cabal kind of gave that. That does help a little bit. Matt, are you ready for your next one? realizing it. Oof, I don't know. I'm going to hit down and three to go. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you might get this one. Maybe. It is Luxodon Convert. The Luxodon or the Elephants, right? Matt, is that a hint? No, I'm kidding. No. Yeah, it, Luxodon or Elephant. I don't even think I've fucking heard of this card. It's either green or white. Could be green or white. But I went that way the first first round. There's a there's also blue Luxodon. Is it really? Yeah. 
I'm guessing it's not blue. You don't know that. You fucking with? Hmm. The world all may these, never know. Pretty sure all these things are like expensive, not price wise, but I'm sure Lux is on Spider's like fifty cents. That card was second standard. Return to Ravnica. Oh my god. Oh man, I'm gonna need an answer I, from you, bud. I don't want to use a hint, but I don't think I'm gonna shot in the dark. Two white, white, three white, two white, white, three white. I'm gonna go three and a white. No. Three and a white. Matt, is that? Oh no. Two white. No. Fuck yeah. Three white. Three and a white. Is that your final answer? I don't know. Yes. Lock it in, Matt. I can't believe it. How did you get that? Luck. Is that what it is? Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. You fucking piece of shit. I can't believe that. That's a hundred percent luck. What is this thing? Is this good or no? No, it's a common. It's a four-two for three and a white. No text. A common from New Phyrexia. That's why I thought you'd get it because we drafted New Phyrexia. Yeah, but I'd never take this card. No, but you see it in a million packs. You've I don't see, it on see the this wheel card. I just see a blank. <laughs> oh so man, I can't believe you got that. Four mana, four-two. You. Yeah, four mana, four-two, three and a white. That's terrible. With no other text. Whew, that was okay. We have we have a shot now. Yeah, non-zero chance. Matt, are you ready for your fourth card? I need a towel to wipe some sweat. Goddamn, yeah. <laughs> Give it your to next me. one is Thornwind Fairy. Oh, this is the pinger. Is it? Yeah. It is. Guarding I'm... the ship is the Thornwing's first concern, Matt. I think this is think one blue blue because it, it's a pinger. Do you think so? Yeah, and it's not like Tim. It's not two in a blue. It's one blue blue because it pretty sure it it has flying or some other ability on top of the pinging. So what's the mana cost that you're locking in? One blue blue. Matt, you are correct. Yeah, I thought so. It is one blue blue. It does have flying and it is a pinger. So you can tap Thornwind Fairies. It deals one damage to target creature or player. It is a one one. And shocker, it is a flyer or it is a fairy. Could have guessed that. Yeah, you nailed it with that one. Oh, but you I don't get that. So. Is this number five? Um, this is number five. This is for all the marbles. Here we go. This one, one I think hint. you have a pretty high chance of getting. Unfortunately. It is Ire Ruin Expedition. I don't know if I will. Huh. Interest. I feel like this one would be one that you would have in the, the brain for some reason. Oh, fuck. Get, what does it do? Matt, are you using your final hint? I am. Ire Ruin Expedition is an enchantment. It has landfall. Whenever landfall. a land enters the battlefield under your control, you put a quest counter on Ire Ruin Expedition. Remove three quest counters and sacrifice it. Draw two cards. So blue. Drawing two cards. There's a cycle of these. The expedition? Yeah. You would be correct. Pretty sure they're all one in the color. Um, the I, isn't Kalani Heart Expedition in this cycle? Yeah, that's one. That's one is one in a green. What are the other ones in the cycle? I'm trying to think. Uh, The red one makes six one haste, I think. Sure, that makes sense. Of course it does. I don't know what the black one does, and I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't, honestly don't even know what the white one does. Neither do I, but I do know what, what a blue one would do if they were to be in this cycle. I'm pretty sure these are all one in the color. I could be wrong. I know the Kalani, Kalani, Kalahani. Kalani the, Heart. The green one is one yeah, in the green. The green. Educated, Arguably yes. the most famous out of the cycle. The most playable. I don't. I never played this i'm gonna guess one and is that your final answer matthew i think so it seems like it would be yes matt you are correct yeah I, I, they all cost one in a color right i believe so yeah don't quote me on that 
I do think that is that is correct. Are they all expeditions or do they have different names? Nope, I believe they all are something expedition. That I'm like some of these. I can't believe I you got know, that. I just the landfall so, and yeah, the, they're all the the, they are not all two mana. Turns out, oof. The red one is Zektar Shrine Expedition. The black one is Soulstair Exposition. And the white one is Sunspring Exposition. The black the one red. and the white one are both one color, or just one of the color. The red one produces seven ones with haste that you exile your end step. The white one gains you eight life. And the Terrible. black one returns up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. That was actually pretty good. I mean, but the green one is... The best, yeah. Yeah, you remove three quest counters, sacrifice it, put two basic lands from your uh, library onto the battlefield. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, Colonial Art Expeditions by a significant margin. Yeah, I'm surprised that I got that one. I, you know what one I'm surprised by? The fucking Luxodon. That was... I attribute that to luck. You got insanely lucky with that. And just the Luxodon, because there's... I didn't know there were blue locks. I knew there's the, the good one, the three mana, four, four. Matt, I'm going to let you know a little secret. I don't know if there's blue Luxodons. I was 100% just trying to fuck you up. Oh, he's cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> I can get behind. So, my shout out. Yeah, that means you get the shout out this week, Matt. You However, lucky prick. Well, no, you were telling me about something before, which you seem to know more about it than I do. So once again, I'm going to be a nice guy and give you the shout out. Oh, is this so, this is your repentance for being so lucky? Um, under one stipulation. Yes. You have to say Kolagon's Command is a good card. I refuse. Oh, it's a good card. Okay, I will say Kolagon's Command is a good okay, card. Okay, perfect, done. Now you can I go. would say arguably too good. No, no, no. It needs no, to be banned no, in no. every format. Nope. It's, you, <laughs> I, you heard it first. Edit that other part out. <laughs> yes, you're telling me to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were telling me about this cube cube thing. Yes, it is Cube Cobra. I don't know how new this website is. They joined a Twitter on June 2019, so I'm assuming it might be like only a, like around a year old. Pretty new, but it sounds like. It It is immediately... I just found it out. I actually found it out recently because on Magic Online, they are doing a cube spotlight. They have been doing a cube spotlight series for the past two years where, um, like, you know, the Ryan Overturf uh, Grixis cube? Yeah. That, that they put on Magic Online, that was one of the featured cubes in this cube series. Dope. Yeah, but actually the person who started Cube Cobra is the person who has their cube featured on this week's uh, Spotlight series. But I was like, oh, what is this Cube Cobra thing when I was reading the announcement? It's like, what is this? And I went to the website and it is glorious. If you are into cube whether you've been playing it for years or you've just tried it a couple of times. Yeah. Whether you're into cube or you're cube curious, this is a cute. brilliant website. Essentially what it is, is a database for cube players and magic players alike to go and browse uh, existing cubes that either people have or people created digitally. The modern online vintage cube is on there. Uh, Dakaru cube, which is the one that's being featured on magic online. Now that is on here. There are unset cubes. There are other themed cubes for like sets or mechanics. Uh, there's a ton of different cubes on here. You can go look at lists. If you're building a cube, you can come onto this website and build your own cube and curate it that way. They also, from what I see, have resources to help you 
keep up to date with good cards that could be replacing old cards or different ways to change around your cube. And the thing that I found out that is the best thing ever, you can go on and you can draft actual versions of these cubes. That like is you just pretty go, sweet. Yeah, you just go find a cube that you want. Up in the top, there is a little uh, menu option that says overview, list, playtest, analysis, and blog. You hit the playtest one. It comes down with a default settings where you can do a default for a draft, or you can even do sealed of a cube. You hit start draft, and it just comes up with a pack from that cube. You click a card. It adds it to your pull. It moves on to the next pack. And then you just draft that cube. This is such a cool resource for somebody who just wants to kill time, who loves cubing, to just draft. Because that's my favorite part of cube. And for people who are, like I said, cube curious, they can go on and get a taste of what drafting a cube is like without having to spend the $10 on Magic Online to go do it and then feel self-conscious about it. Because I know that cube does have a very high barrier. You have to know a lot about the cube, a lot about the cards in the cube, and a lot about the interactions of cards. This gives people a very low-risk, high-reward option to just try out drafting. It's brilliant. Yeah, it sounds pretty sweet. It's fucking... And you can... They are on Twitter, like I said, at CubeCobra1, and the website is just CubeCobra.com. It's that easy. And the second I found it, this is now pinned to my browser. Like, this is now a mainstay on my computer. As it should be. I'm in here right now looking at it. It looks pretty cool. It's insane. It's so good. This is easily the quickest a one of our shoutouts has become a mainstay for my life. From discovery to now it's part of me. Now you're in it, yeah. I am now a, I am now a Cube Cobra stan. Yeah, and it doesn't look um powered or anything i'm sure there are some powered but like the the spotlight one is not the spotlight one is not but like i said they do have the vintage cube on there so that is a powered cube still looks fun though it's diff- it's nice to try different cubes that aren't legacy cube yeah exactly and like if you were ever cube curious about building your own cube going on and seeing what other people have done is a really great reason oh yeah absolutely it is so this is I've never been more stoked on a website. Yeah, go check it out. Looks pretty sweet. This is, I gave this him a is follow a and I'm, I'm still putzing around with it. Oh, you're going to be screwing with it for a while. It looks like it will be. All right, dude. Well, how's it feel? We're one episode away from the one year birthday. I told you the day before, you're just never going to hear from me. <laughs> oh, you're still in it for the long con, eh? Long con. Love that. Well, we so I have to cherish these last seven days to speak with you. <laughs> Make them count. I'm just going to record our conversations up until then, so I have a, a year episode to release. <laughs> it's just going to be snippets <laughs> of our conversations on the phone. That's actually really... <laughs> it's hard to believe. Fashion shock. One year old. It's wild to think, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And next week's going to be all basic... Probably we will, uh, I would assume talk about the announcement for the bands. But besides that, it's going to be all just us firing off questions from the uh, the Twitterverse. Yeah, or Discord if you ask questions in there. Yep, very true. You throw us questions. We've already had a couple on Discord that I'm excited to answer. Yeah, I saw some good ones that looked pretty fun. Oh, and obviously the giveaway. I don't even care about that. But if people do, Matt, where oh, could people... they go to enter this giveaway? 
Ooh, I see what you're I'm not going to fall for it. No, I'm just I kidding. am on fucking fire uh, tonight. <laughs> they can go to our Twitter at fetch underscore shock. They can go to your Twitter at basic land bin. They can go to my Twitter at it's bop, I think. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed your own Twitter. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Who really knows their own Twitter? It's me. It's Shut at basic land <laughs> Whatever. And the Discord, which you can check out the link oh, on yeah. the Twitter or we below. We sure have a Discord now. I forgot about that. We have that. a Discord now. Yeah, and it's it's popping. So go on the Discord, say what's up, and then go to the Twitter and say what's up, and then enter the giveaway. Next week, tune in. You could be the new recipient of free shit. Um, just as a heads up to everyone, if you come into the Discord and say what's up, like he just did, I'm going to boot you. <laughs> <laughs> can they record their voice and then put it into the twitter or into the discord probably oh what's up that we're done <laughs> the long con is getting sweeter and oh god damn it well in that case we might not see you later no <laughs> peace <laughs> son of a bitch tyler <laughs>